0: Those that were here Wednesday night, I'm telling you, it was, it was a great time in the Lord. Amen? Praise the Lord. And the Lord will not let that go. I shared Wednesday night, Psalm 3, verse 3. I actually went through part of Psalm 3, not all of it. But uh, the Lord won't let that go. And this morning, I'm going to go back to Psalm number 3. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And like I said Wednesday night, from almost from the day we got here, One of the things that the Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord, put upon my spirit and my heart was this verse, Psalm three three, that God is the glory and the lifter of our head, Hallelujah. And when we seen that Terry McAlmon had a had a song, the glory and the lifter of my head, I said, Praise God, because that's the what God. That's the word. Listen to me. This is the word. You've got to write this verse down in your Psalm three verse three. You need to write it down, put it on your fridge, whatever, because this is the word of the Lord to this church. I know it without a doubt, because God kept putting it on my spirit, putting it on my spirit. Am I right, honey? Week after week after week. It's not something I thought about or planned or whatever. It just came. The spirit of the God just kept bringing it forth that this is what we need as a church. He's the glory and the lifter of our head, of your head. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 These are not just words in the book. These are not just words on a page. Amen. It's not just type on paper. This is the living word of God. It is real. It is effectual. It is it is genuine. It is powerful to do what it says it does. Amen. We got to see that is more than a word on a book in a book. It's the living, active word of God that breathes, that is alive, that is effective in our lives as we embrace it. Amen. Hallelujah. So this morning, we're going to go back to Psalm number three. And I want to start at verse one like I did last, uh, uh, like I did on Wednesday. It's going to be a little bit different. Don't worry about it. Praise the Lord. Even if it's not different, praise the Lord anyway. But it's never the same. Unless I'm reading to you from like this, then it'll be the same, right? But I never read the same. I, I, right? Amen. It's got to flow from the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. But like I said Wednesday night, a little backdrop here. The Psalm of David, when he fled from Absalom, his son, Je- Je- Jehovah, how are mine adversaries increased? Many are they that rise up against me. Mm. Hallelujah. You might know some of the story. I don't want to go into it all. But briefly, you know, David was on his throne. David was king. And Absalom, his son, whom he loved. David was not an abusive dad. David was a, a king who had the heart of God in him. God said, David is a man after my own heart. David was a good father, he was a godly king, he was a psalmist, he was singing praises to God. How many of you sing praises to God? How many of you feel can say I'm a godly individual? I love God. I want to I want to I want his word abiding in my heart. I want his word transforming my life. I want to sing the praises of God every day that I live with every breath I have. I want to praise my God in every way that I can. Amen. This was David's heart. He was a man who loved God. There was a man who loved to sing the praises of God. Hallelujah. And God, and, and David raised his sons in fear of the Lord. He raised his children to give glory to God and to praise God. And now there's a conspiracy taking place behind David's back. And there's a conspiracy that's growing and growing and growing. And it's gathering more people as the words of these conspirators' mouths go. The crowd gets larger. In 2 Samuel 15, too, don't go there, Nancy, but it says that Absalom and his conspiracy against David grew greater and greater and greater. It's one thing, like I said, to have your enemies rise up against you. It's easy, like I said Wednesday, to fight against an adversary or an enemy that is not flesh and blood of yours. It's easier, you know what I'm going to say, it's easier to fight against that enemy than it is if your own son or daughter or husband or wife or somebody rises up against you with a with a passion to kill you and to take your life. How do you think David felt? And the Bible says that he had to flee his palace. He had to flee. The conspiracy was so great against him, would it by his own son that he had to flee his palace, flee the safety of his throne. And he had to go. And how do you think he felt? David's heart must have been broken. His own son, his own son has, has risen up against him. And we said, Matthew chapter 10, verse 21, it says, Now brother, Jesus said, will deliver a brother to death, and a father his child, and children will rise up against parents and cause them to be put to death. Jesus was saying in the end times, This is what's going to take place. But it took place for David way back then. His own son rose up against him to put him to death. And Jesus says, don't be surprised in the end times if you see this taking place, where your own family will rise up against you because you love Jesus. Because you praise God. Because you want to live for the Lord your God. Not only will unbelievers rise up against you, but they will be sparked on by believers who hate you. Absalom was a believer. You think Absalom was a heathen, didn't know God? David raised him up to know the Lord, raised him up to praise God. But Absalom went out and he stirred up a conspiracy to come against his father, who is worshiping and praising God. So don't be surprised when someone who calls themselves a Christian goes out behind your back and rises up a conspiracy against you. Don't be surprised. Jesus said it will happen. It happened to David, and David fled. Like we says, my adversaries have increased. Oh, wouldn't it be good if we woke up every morning, like we said Wednesday? Wouldn't it be good if we woke up every morning and we saw that our enemies were decreasing and decreasing, and and oh, but things were getting betterer and betterer. That's not good English, but betterer and betterer. Well, things are getting better and better with our relationship with Jesus. But in, in the natural, the enemy is rising up against you more and more because you love Jesus. Hallelujah. But fear not. Fear not. Let the enemy rise his head. Let the enemy come against you. Let the enemy rail with his mouth against you. But just keep your eyes focused on Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. Amen. Many, many are rising up against me. David didn't uh, make believe everything was wonderful and, and lovely. David saw in the natural what was happening. He saw in the spiritual what was happening. David was a man of God. And David not only saw the natural, but David saw the supernatural. He knew that behind this conspiracy was the working of the devil. Because the devil comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And any conspiracy that was trying to take away his throne that God gave him, who set David on the throne? God anointed David to rule. God set David as king over Israel. Not a man. David didn't win a popularity contest and say, Oh, David, you're so smart and good-looking. I think we'll make you king of Israel. That's not how it happened. God chose him, anointed him and set him on the throne. Now this conspiracy that was coming against his position as king was not of God, but was of Satan. You think David didn't know that? David knew they were, yeah, in the natural look, there's, there's, a, there's a lot. But David knew that somehow Satan had, was stirring up this conspiracy against him. When conspiracy is rising up against you because you're a godly individual, it's not because you sinned. It's because you're serving Jesus. It's because you love Jesus in spirit and in truth. Many there are who rise up against me. And it's one thing to have a a mighty conspiracy rising up against you, and you can't fight them with boxing gloves or with a sword. Well, you can, but. So David had to flee. And there was a man who was, uh, his name is difficult to pronounce, (laughs) Athopiole. was with David, was a faithful man of David. And when he saw Absalom gaining a whole conspiracy, a great conspiracy behind him, this man who was faithful to David went over to Absalom and he said, I want to join you. And Absalom said, what? You're a man who's supposed to be faithful to my father. Why are you coming out? Why do you want to be on my side? And he said, well, he says because you're growing. The, the people that are following you are growing. And it must be the Lord is with you because you're growing and David is diminishing. Just because a man gains followers does not mean the Lord is behind him. This man should have been faithful to David, should have been committed to following David. But he left David because he saw that there were more on that side than David's side. And he wanted to be where the crowd was, where the majority was. And he said, I'm leaving you, David. Uh, bye. Nice. And he went to sign up with Absalom. And Absalom didn't like it. He wasn't stupid. And so he says, what do you think we should do? He says, I got a plan. He says, David has concubines. Why don't you go make love to all his concubines and defile your father? And we'll set a trap. He said, give me 12,000 men and we'll set a trap for David. This was a man who was on David's side, who was, who was saying, yeah, David, I'm with you. It's hard to find faithful and committed and dedicated men and women. Even in David's day, there was a man alongside of him who David thought was faithful and committed to him. But when he saw the enemy increasing and David decreasing, he says, I'm out of here. And David And Absalom, after he heard this man's plan to take down his father, he said, I don't want to follow your plan. And the guy went out because he was rejected and he hung himself. Be faithful. Be faithful and be committed. Be on the Lord's side. Be on the Lord's side. Always choose Jesus. Always choose to be on the side of the Lord. It doesn't matter how big you are. How It doesn't matter. Size does not matter. What matters is where, where is it that God has planted you? And God, this man, decided to stretch out to go with, with Absalom. Absalom said, uh-uh, I'm not listening to your plans. You should have been faithful to my father. Even Absalom, who hated his dad and wanted to bring him down, knew that this wasn't right. And that guy went out and hung himself. But David had his friends leaving him. He had people that were standing by him one day, now fighting against him to bring him down. Now, you think that's a little discouraging to David? How do you think David felt? when he saw not only his son but he saw men who were serving him one day now on the other side with a sword to take his life to try to bring him down you think that was right David wasn't in the natural sense David David's heart was pierced my son is against me my my friends are against me my Those that I thought were with me are not with me. Now they're against me. The enemy tries to bring your head down. And you think they said to him, and they says in verse number three, uh, verse number two, many are saying of my soul, there is no deliverance for him in God. Now the enemy wants to try to intimidate you to try and make you think there's more against you than there is for you, so you might as well just give up, forget about fighting, forget about making a stand. It's easier just to give in and give up and get with the crowd, get with the multitude. As for me and my house, I choose to serve Jesus. Though none go with me, yet I will follow. And see, the enemy was playing, like I said Wednesday, the enemy was playing here with David's mind. The enemy wants to get your, grieve your spirit and hope you'll give up or weaken in your faith. And he then also attacks your mind. He tries to get David to think that he's unworthy. Many are saying to my, uh, he said, are saying of my soul, there is no deliverance. How many of you know this is after David sinned with Bathsheba? And they were throwing up this in David's face. The Lord has left you because you sinned. The Lord is diminishing you because you sinned. Now the Lord is favoring Absalom. And you see, Absalom has got a whole following because you sinned with Bathsheba. And therefore you're not, you, God doesn't want to use you anymore. This is what the enemy throws at you. He'll bring up a sin in your past that's been forgiven. There's consequences to sin, but God kept David on the throne. David had to pay aside. There was a price David paid for that sin, but God did not remove him from the throne. But yet his enemies were playing with David's mind saying, you see, David, the reason you're on the run, the reason you got nobody following you anymore is because you sinned way back then. And now you see, this is it. And so word that God has departed from you and that God is on Absalom's side. But well, God was not on Absalom's side. God is never on the side of those who are rebellious, who have come against the working of the Lord. God set David up, and if anyone was going to take him down, it would be God, not man. When God sets you in a place, it doesn't matter how many rail against you. It matters is what God says. If God set you there, no man is going to take you down. And so David said, many are coming against my soul. David had. A, it was a time where David had to choose. Lord, my faith is either going to be in you, or I'm going to look at the multitude and hear what they're saying about me and just say maybe they're right. Don't even go there. Don't even think of what the multitude is saying against you might even be right. Those are lies of the devil. Don't ever agree with the devil. Don't ever give an open door to the to the devil who would bring up past things of your life. God has a future and a hope for you. David was not continually living in sin. David sinned, he made a mistake, he repented, and he got right with God. And David's heart was right with God. Now, if David was continuing in sin, it would be a different story. If David was not listening to the word of God, and not walking with God, and not following God, it would be a different story. But David was continually seeking the face of God. David was continually singing the praises of God, and therefore God said, you are my king. And it didn't matter how many were coming against him. It doesn't matter who comes against you. If you're walking right with Jesus, listen to me, if you're walking right with Jesus... Not perfect, but doing your heart is right. You want to serve God, you want to please God, you want to do the right, then God will uphold you. But if we think we can we can we can sit and do unrighteous things, then the enemy can devour us. But if you're if you're standing firm with Jesus and say, Lord, your word is my delight. Your word is my pleasure and my joy. I want your word in my heart. I want to sing your praises. God will stand with you against the flood of the enemy. When the enemy comes in like a flood, God will raise up a standard against him. Hallelujah. And so David saw in the natural, he saw the multitude of people coming in. He heard what they were saying, and it hit his mind, it hit his mind. But there was something else in his mind that that kind of rejected that and fought against that. It's the fact that I know that God is my redeemer. God loves me. God has anointed me. God has set me here. God is my refuge. God is my strength and my shield. God is my deliverer. He's forgiven me. God is a merciful and forgiving God. David had in his mind the word of God that fought against the lies of the devil that were coming against him. And you've got to fight against the lies of the devil that come to your mind. Have you got to know, put on the helmet of salvation, you've got to know that you are the redeemed of the Lord, that your salvation of Christ is upon you. Are you born again? Are you saved by the blood of Christ? Have you been washed in the blood? Then you're a child of God and don't let the enemy lie to you. And Like we said last week, when, when, when Jesus was hanging on the cross, I mean, what we said Wednesday, when Jesus was hanging on the cross, they said he saved many. Now he's calling on God. Let's see if God will save him. And they said the same thing to David. Let's see. God isn't going to save you. And they said to Jesus, let's see if God saves you. He was God. He is God. But not only did Jesus come down from the cross. He rose. He rose and he's he's seated, exalted at the right hand of Father God with all power and authority given to him. You talk about a warrior, a conqueror, a hero. Jesus, Jesus bore all our sins on Calvary and ascended and seated at the right hand of God. Where he forever intercedes for you, where he's ever there to lift you up and encourage you on. No matter what the devil says, it's a lie. Don't believe the lie, the slanderer. Don't believe those foul things. Cast them away. That's why when somebody starts talking to you about somebody else, say, shut up, I don't want to hear it. You hear it? Don't receive, don't let somebody fill your ear with foul things about someone else. That's taking part in a conspiracy of the enemy. I don't want to hear it. If you can't tell me something good, if you can't tell me something that's going to bless someone, if you can't tell me something good about someone, then don't say anything to me. I don't want to hear the foulness of something else. That's gossip. The accuser of the brethren is Satan. And Jesus is the glory and the lifter of your head. You see, and that's why David, although he's seen the multitude out there, although he he heard the chattering of their words against him, and there were many, many words against him, But David didn't care what they were saying. David said, Let them say whatever they will. And he looked to heaven, and this is what he says in verse 3 But thou, O Lord, but thou, O Lord, art a shield about me, my glory, and the one who lifts my head. How did he. Look at what he confesses in the midst of one of his worst times. He's on the run. He had to leave his palace. His, 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 his people around him have defected and gone on the side of the enemy. And they're, they're railing against David with their mouth. And yet David looks heavenward because David from a child loved God. From a child. David wanted to live for God. Do you want to live for Jesus? David ate the word of God every day. Every day he was praising God. And when you do that, when that's your lifestyle, you know it, the enemy has a hard time defeating you, having victory in your life. He has a hard time putting you down. David was eating the word of God and praising God. And that's why as you read the word of God, as you meditate on the word of God, as you praise God every day of your life, what are you doing? It's it's putting inside of you deep roots. It's making you strong for the day when the enemy comes in like a flood, because the enemy will come against every one of us in this place. He has, he is, and he will. But David, you see, we have to have in us what we got in us greater than what David had, David put the word of God in him and David put the praises of God in him and when the enemy was coming like a flood against him David looked heavenward and he confessed with his mouth. How many of you know confession of God's word is important? Confession of your faith your faith confession of your faith in God is important. I can pray with you I will stand with you But your faith in God, the confession of your faith in God, is powerful and effective and of great value and worth to you in times of dire situations. When maybe nobody else is around to pray with you, but there you are. But inside of you, there's a faith that is rooted. You know God. You know His Word. You know Jesus. You can confess the Word of God. And David confessed, Lord, but Thou. But, 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 hallelujah. David saw a multitude rising against him and railing, but David said, but I see what I see, but I know what I know. But, 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 Lord, hallelujah, you are a shield about me. He didn't say you're a shield in front of me. He didn't say you're a shield on the side of me. He didn't say you're a shield in the back of me. He said you are a shield about me, meaning you totally encompass me in your in your protection. How many of you know the blood of Christ is a shield over your life? The word of God is a shield over you. That the Lord of glory watches over your life to keep you from the assaults and the attacks of the enemy. Many things will come our way in life. Many things, some greater than others. But through it all, the word of the Lord says, when you pass through the fire, you will not be burned. When you walk through the water, you will not drown. Why? Because God is a shield about you. He wasn't a shield over Pharaoh and his army, but he was a shield over Moses and his people. And many were them that were after Moses, weren't they? Pharaoh and his army, they were mighty. They had swords and chariots and horses. And they were making a loud rumbling and a loud noise. But God doesn't care about the rattling and the noise the enemy makes. Ha. God is concerned about the cry of his people. And when you confess that the Lord is your shield, there he is. Hallelujah. There is no help for him in God, they said, but thou, O Jehovah, art a shield about me, my glory and the lifter up of my head. No matter what they were saying about me, Father, you're the lifter of my head and you're my glory. You honor me, God. You respect me because you, because I'm your child. You are the glory and the lifter of my head. They want to put my head down and in in, in, dis, in disgrace and in and in uh, uh, whatever, but God is the glory and the lifter of your head. God has redeemed you. He's washed you clean of all your sins. And he says, lift your head. I'm your glory. I'm your redeemer. I'm your father. I'm the one who's cleansed you and will hold you and keep you. Lift your head up. You're a child of God. Abraham says, Lord, I don't know. God said to Abraham, Abraham... Don't be afraid. I am your shield and your exceeding great reward. Hallelujah. Not only is God your shield, but He's the one who will reward you for loving Him and serving Him and following Him and trusting in Him and walking with Him. There's a reward that comes with that automatically. We don't walk with God for a reward, but we walk with God because we love Him. But God says, I am your shield and your exceeding great reward. Fear not. Ephesians 6 says, take the shield of faith. You see, take means it's something we must do. David, when he was facing this multitude, when the enemy was coming against him, wagging and all those foul words like fiery darts were coming at him, David took the shield of faith in God. And it is a shield of faith that quenched the fiery darts of the enemy that were being spewed by their mouth. Words that come out of the enemy's mouth are like fiery darts that try to pierce. But if you take the shield of faith, but God is the glory and the lifter of my head. He will quench the fiery darts of the enemy. Take it. Take the shield of faith. Put it up, hold it up in front of you. That's what, how do you do that? By confessing with your mouth, God, you're the glory. You are my shield and you are the glory and the lifter of my head. Take the shield of faith like David did. Psalm 5, verse 12 says, For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous with favor. You will surround him with a shield. Hallelujah. See, God is a, God is a, a blesser. One of the blessings of God is the protection of God. How many of you know that the protection of God is a blessing? It's a blessing. That God chooses to protect your life is a blessing. Because God chooses to protect you because you have come in the name of Jesus. You're washed in the blood. you got the righteousness of Christ is upon you. You now are a child of God and his protection is on you because you belong to him. You are his. Say, I belong to the Lord. If you belong to Jesus, then Jesus has got a shield of protection over you against the lies and the forces of the enemy. Do you believe that? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In verse 4, David said, I was crying to the Lord with my voice. Now we can cry to the Lord with our mind and with our heart. And like I said Wednesday, a lot of people have said to me over the years, and this one man in particular, you know what you sound like when you when you when you when you shout uh, pray. Yeah, you sound like you're uneducated, like you're, you're like a fool. Like what? You know, God, God is not deaf. He can he 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 you know. You ain't got to raise your voice. God's not deaf. Oh, God's not deaf. God hears very well. But God's command to me through his word is to shout praises to him, to cry unto the Lord. That's not dignified. Yeah. Hey, say what you will. God bless you. Say what you will, but as for me, I will praise God. I will praise God. No, no rock or tree is going to outpraise me. There's a time to be quiet before the Lord. Listen, to me. there's a time to be quiet with God. There's a time to listen. But there's also a time to sing his praises. There's a time to shout the praises of God before him. There's a time to rejoice and be happy with God. And more often than not in the word of God, I say 90% of the time, 99%, God says, make a come and, and shout and cry unto me and praise the name of the Lord. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. And so David says, I cry, I cry with my voice. Why do you think he said with my voice? He wanted, to make, he wanted to make it known, hey, this is God created this. God created my mouth. God gave me a voice. Why? Why? So I could praise his name. So I can declare the wonders of God. So I can preach. the. I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about us. That we can preach the gospel. We can sing his praises. We choose to use our mouth however we want. How many of you know you have a choice? Does your mouth say to you, hey, listen, I don't care what you think or say. This is what I'm going to say today. Your mouth doesn't control you. You control your mouth. Your spirit decides what's going to come out of your mouth. Blessing or cursing cannot come out of the same fountain, the Bible says. And so we've got to choose. Is my mouth going to be a fountain of blessing, of praise and glory to God? Or is my mouth going to be a fountain where I'm going to spew out filth? And, and I want my mouth to spew out blessings. Hallelujah. Lord, put a watch over my lips. Hallelujah. I was crying to the Lord with my voice and he answered me from his holy mountain. Hallelujah. And he says, look at verse five. How amazing. I lay down and slept in peace. You see, anybody else, if David didn't know the Lord, If David didn't understand the wonders of his God, that God is my shield and my glory, he's my protector. If David didn't understand that, how is it that David could sleep and lie down and have a peaceful night's sleep with a whole slew of enemies out there? He would have been having nightmares, turning and saying, "Ah, I just couldn't sleep. I was in torment. I was in... Now, like I said Wednesday, there's times we all have, you know, some crazy dream, maybe now and then, maybe it's because we ate pizza too late at night, you know, or, or something like that. Those things happen, and they create some weird stuff. But I'm talking on the average, on the whole, David understood that God was his shield and his glory. And that made David able, even with his enemies pursuing him, he was able to lay down and sleep and rest. How many of you confess the word of God over your sleep at night? Lord, I confess my sleep. You give your beloved sweet sleep, peaceful sleep. Lord, renew me and refresh me like the youth and like the eagle. You see, people that don't know Jesus, that are not in relationship with him, They have to take medication after medication after medication. And then they got to take the medication to contradict the medication that they're taking already. And one is upon another. And they can't get the peaceful sleep that 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 God desires us to have. But when David knew that's why before you go to bed, don't watch a horror movie. Don't don't put down a couple slices of pepperoni pizza before you go to bed. Before you go to bed, meditate, take a portion of scripture, think about it, talk about it, meditate on it. Clear your mind of the things of the day. Take a five minutes, take a couple minutes just to praise God and to ask God for sweet, peaceful sleep. And see that when you have restful sleep, it refreshes you. And it says, I awoke for the Lord sustained me. The Lord is with me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of you know the Lord sustains you? He gives you breath. You see, if God wasn't with David, David didn't have to wake up that next day. God could have took that breath from him. But God sustains him. He knew that God sustains me. And God, I know that you sustain me. What does that mean? It means no matter what I'm going to face this morning, no matter what I'm going to face this day, you're sustaining me. you're, You're my sustenance. You're my provider and my provision. We don't know what the day holds in front of us, do we? We're not fortune tellers and God never called us to be fortune tellers. God just says, walk with me. Trust me. I'm your shield and your exceeding great reward. I'm your sustainer. Hallelujah. And David, when he woke up that day, he said, Lord, you sustain me. You're my shield and my glory. And that's why he was able to say in the next verse, I Who could say this? I will not be afraid of 10,000s of people who have set themselves against me round about. What man in his right mind would look out his window and see thousands of people out to get him and say, "Uh, I'm not afraid. Uh, I'm not worried about a thing. In the natural, without God, he'd be shaking and running and saying, it's over. My life is over. That's it. This is the end of the line. Bye. But what did David say? I Look what he says. I will not. You understand the, the phrasing? I will not. David made a choice not to fear the enemy. I will not be afraid. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people that have put themselves against me. You see, fear is a choice. We, The Bible says, fear not. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but what has he given us a spirit of? Power, love, and of a sound mind. This is what sustained David. This is what should sustain us every day that we live. I will not be afraid of the day. The Lord sustains me. He's not giving me a spirit of fear, but a power, love and a sound mind. Whatever comes my way, I know the Lord is with me. Whatever comes my way, I trust him for the wisdom and the guidance and the, the, the power, the deliverance to get me through this day. No matter what it is, walk with the Lord. Fear not. That's why David made it a choice. You understand David is confessing, I will not. Say with me, I will not be afraid of the enemy. Say it again. I will not be afraid of the enemy. This is what David said in the natural realm. In the natural, he should have been saying a lot of other things. But spiritual, his spirit man got up and says, you know, what I see in the natural is one thing. But what I see in the spirit is what I'm walking on, is what I'm standing on. What I see in the spirit is what I'm confessing. I will not be afraid of 10,000 because the God is with me. He's my sustainer. That's faith. That's trusting in God. That is how God wants us to wake up and live our day. Trusting in God, having faith in God, regardless of what we see in the natural. Trust God to, to do in the supernatural what is impossible for man to do. And he says, Arise, O Lord, in verse 7, he cried out, Arise, O Lord, and save me, O my God. For Thou hast smitten all my enemies on the cheek. Thou hast shattered the teeth of the wicked. And some people say, Oh, how cruel. How cruel that God would break a jaw or shatter teeth. How cruel God is not God is a warrior. God is a God of righteousness and God will shatter the workings of Satan. And what these people were saying, listen, when 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 it talks about shattering the cheekbone or the bone, that's where all the, the teeth are. And if you take an animal, you take something that wants to bite you or devour you, or a lion wants to devour you with its jaws, if you break that cheekbone, that that lion has no more. It's, it's, the power of it is gone, and it can't harm you anymore. It's, it's, no, it's of no use, that cheekbone, the jaw, the teeth. How many of you know the Bible says the enemy is comes as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour? But how many of you know Jesus has shattered the cheekbones of the enemy? Yeah. And here God says, David says, Arise, O God. God wants us to call upon him to come against our enemies. Arise, God, you see the enemy, and confess the word of God. And it says, God shattered their cheekbones and broke their teeth. What does that mean? Their mouth was spewing words Fiery darts, words were coming out of their mouths, and God put a stop to that. He shattered their teeth, and that's why it says in in Galatians two don't don't be don't be talking bad about one another. Bless one another. If you're taking notes, just write these verses down. First Timothy five, I mean First Peter five eight, and Second Timothy four seventeen. God has delivered delivered us from the devouring lion. 2 Timothy 4.17, 1 Peter 5.8, and if you want, you can write down Galatians 5.15, where it says, don't devour one another with your mouths. God shatters the teeth of those who devour one another with their mouths. God does it. David didn't do it. It says God shattered their teeth. Lord, help us. To speak blessing and not cursing. Lord, help our mouths to bless and not devour. Hallelujah. Help us, Lord. Help us all. Help us all. Verse 8. Salvation belongs to the Lord. David knew his salvation, his help, his deliverance was from God. Not from man. Not from man's power. Not from man's wisdom. But by the power an anointing of God. David knew that. Lord, not by might, not by power, but by your spirit. By my spirit, saith the Lord. David knew that he didn't have an army to fight against that army that was coming against him. David knew that there was, there was no wisdom or power that he had right now that could come against that army. But he knew that by the power of the Spirit of God, God had a way with his enemies. And God shattered their cheekbones. He broke their teeth, it says, and God put an end to them. And how many of you know David stood on the throne? You know the end of Absalom. He got caught, he was defeated by David, David's soldiers, and he was, he was caught his hair got caught in a tree and David had even said, capture my son. Although he's out to kill me, capture him. Do not kill him. I love him. But the story is, Absalom got hung up in a tree and one of the soldiers came up to him and killed him and David wept. David wept and all his days he was wept over his son Absalom. Even though he wanted to kill him, David heart was for his son. And so Absalom died. David said salvation belongs to the Lord and his blessing is upon his people. Are you blessed of God? Is the shield of God over your life? Is he the glory and the lifter of your head? See, learn learn from David. And write this down. I don't want to read it to you now. Just write it down. Psalm, Psalm, Psalm 12. When you go home, read Psalm 12 too, along with Psalm 3. Read Psalm 12. But we learn from David. You see that as we, this is why we need the word of God in us. This is why we need to be praising God and knowing who he is. Because in times that come upon us, We need to stand in our faith in God, our trust in him, knowing that God will never leave me nor forsake me. If I'm trying to live for God, God is my shield and my deliverer. He's my buckler, my strong tower. He's the glory and the lifter of my head. And so no matter what life brings, wake up each day. Lord, I will not be afraid, for you are with me. Give me the wisdom and the guidance for this day. Your blessings are upon me. Your anointing is upon me. And no man, no man can take down the one whose God is anointed. God has anointed Christ, Jesus. And if Jesus is in you, you are anointed of God. And if God, if Christ Jesus lives in you, and God has raised you up, no man is going to bring you down. Hold your head up. Believe God for promotions. Believe God for promotion. Believe God for great things in your life. Believe God for increase because he's the glory and the lifter of your head. But we've got to be real with God. Listen to me. We've got to be real with Jesus. We've got to really desire to love him and to know his word and to walk with him. We're not going to be perfect, but we've got to have the desire and the willingness to walk with God today. Lord, I want to walk with you in your ways. No matter what you give my hands to do, let me be excellent at what what I do. No matter what you do, be excellent at it for the glory of God and give God the glory, the honor, and the praise. But don't fear, don't fear any situation or circumstance, but look to heaven and say, Lord, but God, but Lord, you are the glory and the lifter of my head. The doctor says this, but Lord, You are the glory and the lifter of my head. Hallelujah. Oh, stand with me this morning.